is, uh, this is again a very large question, but India's been seen as one of, particularly alongside China in about the last decade or so mm -hmm. from the West, mm -hmm. um, as this new superpower, this new, it's changed the balance, there the are lots of um, erudite books uh, saying that the, the balance of the East and West has changed. And mm -hmm. um, Do you feel that in, in, in India? Are you hopeful? Or it, it, it seems to me that you're perhaps sort of looking at India from a slightly different um, angle than some of the... Uh, publicity material. <laughs> yeah, India for itself wants this superpower status, which decides to achieve by yeah, getting all the bauxite and all the um, iron and whatever not out of its minds and selling it to the world, which I don't think any other superpower does. Okay. <laughs> you don't have superpowers, uh, yeah, you know, exporting their steel and iron or whatever. So, yeah, see, the idea is that when, when the West actually says, yeah, India is this place, India is that place, yeah, India is democratic, India is having elections, you know, India is doing this, India is a power. I think basically what they're saying is, yeah, new market. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where we go next. So I think it, in, a, in a sense, it's, it's the whole hype about India is not about, you know, are they really worried about things that are crippling India like, like let's say, uh, you know, this position of women or are they really worried about the caste system and how it, you know, makes all of us, you know, this very sectarian people who don't mix with each other and who have paranoia about other castes and who thinks others are superior or inferior or something. We're all screwed in the head from the caste system. So are they worried about any of this? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. They just don't, or they are they worried about the kind of structural genocide in terms of starvation, death, malnutrition, 40% of, 60% of the women are anemic, 40% of the children in some places are malnourished. We don't even have a proper sex ratio. It's what nine, <laughs> forty or something. So it's a it's a very bad sex ratio. So are they even looking at all of this? No, I think for them it just means yeah, nice. There is there is a new middle class that has emerged post liberalization. So and this middle class has you know so much money to spend. They can buy a body shop or whatever. So <laughs> it's this kind. This of, is this yeah. is what we want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you, you, you mentioned that you'd, be, you'd been in a, an abusive marriage. marriage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Women across India are still being treated with a, a sort of appalling brutality, both in terms of. No, because I think the. the am I overdoing it? No, James, the, the question is no, your question is right, but the we should have a whole new you know dialogue about violence in india because it's not just male versus female that i observe there you know okay. as opposed to violence is a kind of disciplinarian action so you know the landlords think they're trying to discipline the disobedient dalits the father thinks he's going to discipline the disobedient child the husband thinks he's disciplining the disobedient wife or the defiant wife. So in a way, violence becomes a kind of, you know, a good action of good, you know, I'm doing it for your good. Right. I'm doing it for our good. It what, doesn't become, yeah, uh, to teach. So it doesn't become, you know, an issue of anger management. Violence doesn't become an issue of just power, but it's, it's, it's you know, it, it is, a, it's so, there are, you know, like the friends who, just get beaten up by the husbands and still, you know, go on loving them and saying, you know, he did it for my good or now you're fine or, you know, that's how it is. So the whole idea is that how is this kind of violence authorized? So teachers beat up students in classes for, you know, bad behavior. I have been beaten up in the school. So the thing is that 
so we we think that that's the how you that's seen so much as disciplinary and i think that's precisely a point at which uh, you know either we all tend an anarchist and say no to discipline on which we reject this conscious connection of violence and discipline so policemen think that if somebody is lati charged the crowd will behave so i think it's it's so overall this very permeating way in which violence has entered us as a you know in spite of all claims to being a non-violent country as a it's 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 good for you so and that's something that's that's inherited whether it's sort mm. of in, in this domestic sphere or if it's in, in, in the anywhere. school i think it's all pervasive that's why that's why to only look at women as getting beaten up by their husbands is is a very essentialist argument that i would not you know immediately jump to yes it's there it's, it's very much part of the picture but why why is it so universal because is it the only place people are getting beaten up no people, children are getting beaten up very much in schools every, the policemen are quick to beat up anybody else so mm. it's it's very it's it's the hands of thing i'm teaching you a lesson i'm or i'm i'm making you good you know the parents beat up children it happens all the time and it hits the headlines only when you know something like in norway happens where these indian parents were separated from the children and they were put in foster homes and like i and my sister were telling my dad dad if you live in norway you are going to have a whole lifetime in jail <laughs> you know like it's, it's and my sister was like can we move to norway now get some kind of citizenship and then send this guy back to prison you know like and today to post it to punishment or something so how did you how did you do it did you with what while as a child or Uh, why is a marriage yeah. all of it yeah um i don't know see i think no the thing is that yeah some of it becomes self blame isn't it like if your dad's blaming you they're beating you up then no my dad i have a very interesting trajectory my father was a full time rss pracharak before he married my mother and he continued to be in the rss for a long while afterwards so i grew up in extreme hindu repressed family mm. hindu fa- very fanatic hindu so you know like if i did not put the bindi and my dad would actually come and tell me like he was you know a phd educated fuck and all that but still wow. you'd say are you thinking of a christian boyfriend is that why you're not putting bindi and i'm like i'm not putting that because i don't think it's beautiful you know like and then it becomes so oppressive in terms of you know the kind of policing that goes on like you know no sleeveless clothes no jeans i think i wore my first jeans when i was 25 and that's because i was going to the us and it was going to be cold and none of my indian clothes would keep me warm so i think yeah i think in one hand you can be this really liberated person for other mm. people but personally it's 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 a journey so did you just mm. don't get there and then um Yeah so he was like yeah this RSS guy so it used to be no when i said to him that i want to be a writer and i must have been 17 or 18 he said so you're going to be the woman who doesn't tie her hair and who sleeps all around town <laughs> that's what writers do and yeah I, i used to be so angry and then i had to you know prove my dad wrong i had to be a writer for that and then and then you also understand it's not just when well, now i understand it's not just you know kind of some is speaking it's it's the tamil conscience you know it's it's he's just reflecting what the public would speak but that's an extraordinary thing to you want to be a writer as you say you're not saying you know i don't know sort of i'm trying to find a uh you're not saying you want to be you know madonna or something which i can see how you might inflame No, I think I think the writer was problematic enough for them. Yes, yeah, yeah. extremely so. so already. No, but he was also extremely, you know, Hindu right wing. So, 
you know everything that i'm doing today he he would have frowned up but today he accepts me 100 percent he is so totally in love with me and, and he's the you... first person to jump to my defense because i think parents change you know nobody's an oss- fossil or ossified identity People... but you've had to also prove that to him by no, d- doing to, it yeah by doing it yeah, yeah. and part yeah, like he was also saying that you know you would never get who's going to publish you you know i'm not tata i'm not brilla and i realized then it comes from his own fear of failure because he was a nobody who came to the city so he would be like who are you he didn't want you to do the same no he didn't want me to you know fail in life you know because he knows that you know in india parental connections matter if your dad's a rich man you get published and that kind of thing so it's like who are you you're nobody you're a nobody's daughter so how do you make it but you know you still make it and then he's very proud of course but is that because in a way you've you've fo- almost followed his lead there's a certain courage it takes to mm. to to take on this kind of in terms of it, it's, anyone writing, it's, it mm. seems to me takes a degree of courage. But in India, if people are going to throw these sorts of criticisms yeah. and you know appalling. No, yeah, I think. But I think the family is actually the easiest to win over over a period of time because even though if they're very hostile or they disapprove in the beginning, when everybody starts hunting you down, right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to support them now. If I throw her out, she'll be all alone, you know. <laughs> Is it something that ever does worry you? And obviously, I ask this knowing that you you're, um, you work very hard as an activist and you put yourself, you put your safety on the on the line. Um, but do, is there something about writing that sometimes does make you feel guilty in that way, that you should be out there? That... No, I think um, I have made peace with that because uh, I know that I lack any kind of leadership skills. So when you don't have that, you are far better writing because, uh, you know... To, to be out there, you have to be able to work with a lot of people, to be able to nice to them, to give each of them a hearing, to be able to decide collectively, to be able to mobilize people, to be able to get people to like you, mm. uh, even if they cannot love you. So I think uh, you should also be having a certain element of you know manipulativeness, able to play on other people's weakness. All of this is very required if you are you know in any kind of leadership to <laughs> to get people together. And I think I'm, I absolutely am, I'm very bad at that. And or for instance, you know, sticking to time to be able to organize, to be able to be delegate work. And, you know, if you're very obsessive, you just cannot delegate because you never know how, if they're going to finish it. So, uh, it makes you a good writer, that, yeah. that all those questions. So I, I think when you, when you look at all of these, uh, you know, the, then you know that you just are not cut out for it. So even if you know that as, a, so, as a socially, it's much more required for more activists to be there on the hard, uh, on the line, you know that you really could not be as much involved because of your own incapabilities and... Uh, uh, so you would much rather be a writer. You've also, though, just I want to ask you one more question after this one. But you've also done some acting recently. You've, mm-hmm. you've appeared... I did a Malayalam movie. Yeah. Can I ask you what, what? How did this this come about? And was this is this something that you're interested in? Is this another element? Um, to your... No, 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 no. I think it's uh, I had too much time on my hands. No, <laughs> 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 that's the honest answer. No, the book was edited in September end or something. So the book was done and then I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> and then this movie said they, they needed dates in November, December, October, yeah, November, December. Then they needed another schedule in January. I said, fine, I'm ready. And Did I, you I enjoy? Needed to look at the script. I needed to look at the script. They were doing a very first thing, like a crowdsourced cinema, independent cinema in Malayalam. So... Mm-hmm. 
I was interested and then it's also not my language so I was curious about working in another language okay. yeah and you wrote some of the part or you created the part no, is that no, right? no, 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 no no it was someone else I just had to do the acting yeah. the, the director wrote the script so did you enjoy it yeah, I liked it, and I liked it, and then that's when I was so glad I was a writer because, you know, like the whole thing is how many, you know, then you really start respecting everybody's profession so much more because, see, you're a writer, and then after three years you get a draft done, you take it to your agent, or you take it, he takes it to the editor, and then you work for a couple of months on it, that kind of thing. But everything you do, you know, individually, but if the light guy was late then the whole people had you know everybody on the set you know whether it's the director it's the actor you just have to wait it, it's so much about coordination isn't it if if one if the boom mic didn't catch you or something then the whole scene had to be redone or you know it's about everybody nobody complains there are scenes like people are shooting up till three in the morning because the director is like not fucking satisfied and then nobody complains the boy with the light has to stand and then you realize how would I be able to bring so many people together to do something because that was my dream? It's, it's not possible. I think that's right. so ambitious. The writer, it's like, well, you're your own boss and you can do so much. I was going to say, so is control um, part of it? That you like to decide your own, your own path, your own imagination? Uh, instead of being at the mercy of other people. Yeah. No, I think I'm far too emotional because if oh. I had to meet so many other people, I would just start crying or, you know, like begging them or what was the story <laughs> having about? a breakdown. What was the film about? Just to... uh, The film is, um, yeah, there, there's this guy, there are these, there's this couple who have been in a living relationship for five years and uh, at some point, it's a very open relationship, so they're fine. But at some point, the man starts using the, the idea of, you know, seeing other people to actually rub it rub the girl the wrong way and you know it's, he makes it a kind of ego game oh, okay. so in which he humiliates her or he tries to you know and then she's really you know smoking drinking very independent yeah so translate on that, on that on the Indian screen translates to independent yeah okay. <laughs> independent woman so she's not going to take yeah and I'm, I'm supporting her role so she's not going to take his shit so she just leaves him and then he realizes after she's left that he's actually very much in love with her. So he begins this quest for searching for her, searching for meaning, searching for relationships and all that. Typical it's man. Also, uh, yeah, well, it's also partly set in the flood devastated area. So it's, uh, it takes on about how we exploit people, we exploit relationships, we exploit nature and all that. It's quite surreal. And for you, um, other than more acting, obviously. Um, no, 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 I no more so. acting. <laughs> it's just a one-time thing. What, what next in terms of writing and and what you want to, uh, you know, political projects or what, what, what's next for you? No, I think um, I want to somehow, you know, write something on the Tamils in Sri Lanka because this, you know, genocide that happened in two thousand nine and one hundred thousand Tamils mm. were killed. So I think that's something that uh, I'm trying to, you know, get into a story because... Uh, Would that be something like... I'm not sure if... I don't know very too much about it, but okay. that's something that I, I want to write about and get to the larger world. Especially because of how much India was complicit in the killings. So it's something the Indian audience needs to know, Indian people need to know. When you see a pro... When you, you hear something like that, you, you hear these atrocities, that there's, there's some bit of you that wants to find a way to, to tell to tell us a story, to get that to 
a, a wider audience that may not be aware of it. Is that, that there's some there's something in that obviously that you. No, yeah, but that would be even more better if it was done as a journalist. Don't you think so? Honestly, yeah. more people read, a, you know, yeah. an, an article in a magazine or a column in a magazine as, couple, as opposed to a novel. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I think these are stories that should actually be heard or something mm. like that. I, I'm not sure if that's, uh, that I'm actually drawn to these, you know, stories. I'm just, or, I'm pushing you on that. That's what I, I, don't, I don't know. Are they difficult at the end of this novel when you you've spent? How do you endure that? It must be very. There must be moments where it's fairly painful to have to go through it. Do you find it difficult, or was it talking to maybe these? You went out to the village and, and met people who survived the massacre. That that's right, is it? Yeah, I yeah. went. I went to the village a couple of times. I think six times or something. Six uh, over a three-year period, I kept going there again and again just to you know one get the story, the get the feel, get the people's language mostly to see what it's about and, you know, hear the stories because the the atrocities, like the kind of atrocities the landlords were doing then is like, it's just not one or two, you know, like maybe this book is about uh, one-tenth or one-hundredth mm. of what okay. I heard. So it's it's extreme. Today's... No, I think, uh, James, the, the issue is that how does it affect you, how, how, how difficult it is. Isn't that very, you know, like, American talk show kind of thing, yeah, like or, or American see you know, Sex in the City. I went to my therapist. I was talking about it, and I feel very bad. I think this overanalysis of oneself is is not. I'm in American uh, talk show mode at the moment. No, no, no. I'm ser- I'm just thinking about <laughs> it because you, you don't let it, you know, get to you because it's it's anyway, you know, horrific and depressing and sad, but. Uh, at the moment, the more important thing would be to to think of how much are you going to use all the resources at your disposal to tell this in the manner in which it's going to be understand understood by the most number of the broadest possible audience for it. So, in that sense, it's uh, it's so clinical as opposed to. Your feelings are one packet aside, okay, but okay. yeah, it's it's much more in terms of yeah how 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 to write, so what to pick on, and how to use some stories and how not to use some others. And how if comparing it to nineteen sixty eight, this is my final question. Mm-hmm. Has has the lives of the of the villagers changed for the better, for the worse? Is it is it or is is it depressingly similar? Uh, I think in one aspect, and from '68, well, there's a slight general improvement. So, um, because at least some of them have received a little land and other things, and also it, it's it's not it's not a direct improvement because the India has been f- you know facing this extreme migration towards urban centers. So right now, agriculture is something only predominantly done by the untouchable caste because others have migrated in search of better livelihoods and you know so the lands are you know being actually farmed by Dalit people who might own it not a lot of them but still slight very marginal improvement but it's not large or anything Mm -hmm. and the second thing is that in this I'm talking about very particularly Kilwin money so they still live in yeah the government has built some kind of home for them you know like homes for them Mm -hmm. so which is still very decrepit looking, but fine, there's a home there. But otherwise, I think, has the justice system changed? No, because right. you have Lakshman Purbate, 
or you have um, what's the other place Batanitola Lakshman Purpate 58 Dalits were killed the Patna High Court acquitted all the landlords and everybody the Ranveer Sena said nobody could be held so you still have and this is 2012 so you still have the judiciary acting in the same manner you know giving clean sheet to landlords so uh, so or clean sheet to Modi, for instance. So, and are there more people like Naidu around the same sorts yeah, of landlords yeah. so exist? Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extreme, yeah, yeah. There is a very feudal entrenched uh, scene. So in that sense, has it changed? Extremely no. But there is a certain, is there a much more militancy among the people? Yes. Is there a certain assertion? Yes. So. It's just whether people are ready to mm. hear that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a slight, much slight different changes there. But so is the worry is always that this this is just going to happen again with this with a the story that this story will sadly mm-hmm. tragically keep telling it being told. Will the story happen again? I'm not sure if it's gonna happen exactly in the same parameters. But you know, the fact is the caste Hindu mentality is one that looks for all kinds of excuses. In Kilvanmani the excuse to kill Dalits was that they were protesting for grain, uh, you know, for higher wages, so that defense. Like in Dharmapuri, in October 2012, uh, 298 homes were burnt in three different villages, all of them Dalit villages, by uh, because uh, one Dalit man had married a girl of a slightly higher caste. A dominant caste so they wanted to say no you cannot intermarry because you know Dalit men are running around with this agenda of trapping girls luring girls mm. cheating girls so the punishment was that you know this this all the people's homes had to be burnt and this is a place where you have 24-hour police check post because these villages have once been next light in the 80s so what were the police doing What's the judiciary doing? The judiciary told, when the girl was asked by her mom to appear in court, you know, habeas corpus petition, the judiciary said, go and live with your parents. She was married to this Dalit man. And then she went and lived with her parents to to make the court happy. And then the boy committed suicide. And, you know, you see this whole violence happening around this one intercaste marriage. So has it changed? I don't think it has changed at all in any big way. Could it change? I think it, it should change. It's not about mm. could it change. It should change. I think on that. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you so much. No, no, sorry. You've been No, no, so I, but I'll run away. I'll just come and see you. Come away. I think I have two more speakers. No, no, no.